The following audio is from Summit Church. For more information on Summit Church, visit www.summitonline.tv. All right. Well, hey, good morning. I want to welcome you to Summit Church today. Um, There are many of you here today uh, for the first time, and you're here because someone that you know and someone that you love um, is either going to be dedicated or uh, you're the grandparent, your child's dedicating one of your grandchildren. It's just one of those special days here, once a year, where we have the opportunity for parents to truly and demonstratively say, Lord, this child that you blessed us with, uh, this child is yours. And so if you're here for that, uh, welcome and thank you for coming to be a part of that special day. If you're visiting uh, for a completely different reason, then don't just go, man, we picked the wrong week. This is awful. Um, This is a great week and it's a beautiful week and it's, it's a week where we exalt Jesus like we try to do every week. Um, I will tell you this, though. Uh, we've had a good break from our study through the book of Acts. We're in chapter 5, and we will pick that back up next week, and we have a solid five, six weeks of Acts ahead of us. So I'm excited about that, so make sure, even though it's Memorial Day weekend, try to, try to be here next week as we dive back into the book of Acts. But I, I want to pray, and then this morning I do, I just want to talk about children a little bit, and even if you don't have children, if someday you think you might have children, it's, it's okay to listen and learn those truths now, and, and if your children are having children who are having children, uh, it, that's okay as well. You can go, yep, that's right, and let them know um, this is still good. Father, thank you for this amazing morning, for the gift and the grace of your Son, Jesus Christ, for the devotion of families and parents to say with great authority that you have blessed them with children and those children, Lord, are rightfully yours and they return them to you with open hands uh, for you to use for your purposes and for your glory. God, may we see from your word today truth that will compel us to change. May we see from your word today truth that will transform us from the inside out. Holy Spirit, come and do what you will. This is your church, Jesus. We are your people. So you come and do exactly what you want to do for your glory. It's in your name we pray. Amen. If you think about it, there are a ton of blessings. There are a ton of blessings that God gives to us. But the proper response to those blessings is for us to then try and figure out how to return a portion of that blessing to God. And here's what I mean. Uh, For instance, God, through Jesus Christ, grants and gives us eternal life. The best blessing. There ain't another one out there that's better. Through Jesus Christ, you can live eternally by placing your faith in him. That is an amazing blessing and an amazing gift. Yet, our proper response to that gift is to then surrender our lives back to Jesus Christ. He died so that we might live, so then we die to ourselves so that we might live for him. Maybe that's one way of saying it. That's the big one. There's other ones. Um, Think about your resources, uh, particularly your money, okay? If you believe that God controls and owns it all, then, then you believe that whatever money you have is actually his, and he says you steward it. You do with it as you will. But if, if you read Scripture, uh, at least somewhere in there it says that the first 10% of that needs to come back to him. Some of you call it a tithe, some of you call it whatever you will. But... It's in there. God gives us 
this rich blessing and he asks in return that we give him back 10% of our money or some would even say all of it. But it's really just about the heart so that he might use those resources for his glory. Think about the gifts and talents that you have. What makes you unique? What makes you better than the person sitting next to you? I believe that God gave you those gifts. God gave you those talents. God asks that in return for the blessing of those gifts and talents, that you would use those gifts and talents for him, for his namesake, for his renown, for his glory. The same is true with children. We are called biblically to give our children back to God. Some of you with young children are like, done. I Take them back. You can have them, fix them, ship them back when they're 18. But we all know that's not really what this means. It's about ownership. It's about acknowledging that the child that you have or the child that you desire to have, that child is a gift from God. And as many gifts from God are given, we have a natural and good response to give back a portion of that. And children are no different. We are called to give our children back to God. Here's the big truth for today. Your kids are really God's. They're really his. And I know that you're like, uh-uh, he ain't doing nothing right now. All right? If, if they're his, he needs to step up his game. Well, maybe you need to step up your game. Because I do believe that all children are gifts from God. You need to acknowledge that your children are precious gifts from the Lord. They are His first, and then they are yours. We need to know that. There are biblical examples of this. I'm just going to read a few. Uh, there's Samuel and Hannah, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. This is Hannah speaking. He says, I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. I know there's some in this room who prayed for children. Some of you pray for a long time for children. Some of you are praying for children. That was Hannah. Hannah prayed for a long time for this child. The Lord gave her Samuel, and then verse 28, so now I give him to the Lord. For his entire life, he will be given over to the Lord. I give him back to the Lord for the Lord's service. You may not expect this one because it's kind of funny, but in Luke chapter 2, verse 22, Mary and Joseph go to the temple with little baby Jesus, you know, little baby Jesus, and they say then to God, take your son, your only son, I'm sorry, I skipped down Genesis. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just picture that interaction. Here you go, God. And God's like, yeah, I know him. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your obedience. But yeah, I, I, I'm pretty well aware of this one. Okay, we'll take him back now. Um, so the... Jesus was even presented back to the Lord. Uh, the craziest example, I think, of a child being offered uh, to the Lord is Abraham and Isaac. Genesis chapter 22, uh, verse 2. God said to Isaac, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, his name is Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there. What? sacrifice him there as a burnt offering. What? Why is God talking like this? 
Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. God's taking this seriously. Too seriously. But Abraham knows God. Trusts God. Chooses to be obedient to God. And here's how the story ends. Verses 11 and 12 of chapter 2. Right as Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac, an angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Abraham stops, turns. Here I am, he replied. The angel says, do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do any harm to him. Get this, because now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son, the miracle son, the son that Abraham had prayed for and never had received, the son that was granted to Abraham at 100 years of age after being promised 25 years earlier. This is a special boy, and now God asks the unthinkable for Abraham to sacrifice this child. And while we're not called to literally sacrifice our children, that is still murder in this country, we are called to surrender our children back to God. And here's why. Here's why we would do that. Here's why we would take this precious gift. Here's why we would take this child that we prayed for for so long. Here's why we would take this beautiful baby and say, here God, do with them as you please. Here's why we would do it. We would do it for this one reason, because we know in faith that his plan for our children is better than our own plan. You have to have the faith in God to know that. Abraham did. Abraham did something absolutely unrational and crazy because he believed that somehow, even in the midst of this craziness, whatever God was doing was better than what Abraham was choosing to do. We need to know that. We need to embody that. We need to believe that. And before we can surrender our children over to God, we've got to know that what he has in store for them is far better than what we can ever possibly imagine for them. Had Abraham refused to give Isaac back to God, I believe that he would have forfeited all the promises and plans for Isaac's life. And Isaac's life was huge because through the line of Isaac, we then receive Jesus. So Jesus is a result of Abraham's obedience. Jesus is a blessing to the whole world, and it's a blessing that I believe came to be because of Abraham's obedience. God has a big old plan Sometimes he'll ask us to do some really, really crazy stuff in order to be obedient to his plan. But in doing so, we unlock the full potential and the full blessing of God for our children. And I think that's what we all want. I really do believe that's what we all want. But it requires us surrendering them to him. I want you to think about it this way. If you failed or refused to surrender your children back to God. Say you're just going like, you don't know what you're talking about. I know what's best for my kids. I'm going to raise them the way I'm going to raise them, and you need to be quiet. So let's just say you refuse or fail to give your children back to God. You might very well be forfeiting God's best plan and best purpose for their lives. You might be intervening into things that you don't belong in. But when you entrust your children, when you give them back to God, you secure for them the covenant of God's best purpose and plan for their lives. 
when you do that, you go, God, they're yours. Do with them as you see fit. You are securing out of your obedience God's best purpose and God's best plan for their life. Now, the baby dedication ceremony we're going to see here, that's parents, 17 sets of parents dedicating 20 children back to the Lord, and that's exactly what they're saying. Lord, use these children to be an instrument of your glory. And when you pick up an eight-week-old, it's really easy to do that. God, here, this baby is a gift from you. I return them to you. That's, that's not hard to do, especially if you love God and believe that he is good. That's not hard to do. Here's where it becomes hard. When that child is 17, and the cost of following Jesus for your child means that they are not as popular or as normal or living a life as safe and as comfortable or as successful as you may want them to be. That's where the rubber meets the road. When your highly capable child looks at you and says, for the cause of Christ, I am not going to go to Harvard, I am going to go to the mission field, and you go, the heck you are. You will go get educated, and you will make a lot of money, and you will be successful. Why? Because I believe that you are a reflection of me. And I didn't get into Harvard, but my kid did. So you will go to Harvard, and then if later on down the road you still want to do this Jesus thing, that'll be your decision. But as long as you live under my roof, you will obey my rules. Now that's a pretty intense interchange, one of which you may very likely have. But I give that interchange as an example. An eight-week-old, giving them back to the Lord? Awesome. All you do is eat and sleep. You are God's. You are God's blessing, and i got to remember that whenever you're not eating or sleeping well. It's like, that's, that's easy. When your child chooses to count the cost and follow Jesus, because that's what you said their life was going to be about, you need to remember this day, and you need to know you said that's what their life was going to be about. You, you need to be able to own that. So, what does it mean to give your child back to God? What does that look like? I think there's four things. And before those of you who don't have children or before those of you who have children who are 50, before you check out, I, I want to draw a parallel for you. And, and I, I, I do this humbly. But I'm going to talk about four ways to give your child back to God. If you're sitting here going, I can't apply that. I don't have any children to give back to God. It, before you just check out, I want you to understand this parallel you can apply the same truths to money. And I'm not saying money and children are equal. I'm just saying that for those of you that are in college, for those of you whose kids are gone, you, you can, if you want to track with this, you can say, okay, my resources, what does the way I respond with my resources, what does that say about me and about my faith, and, and then how do I appropriately respond back to God with my resources? Now, I'm going to talk about kids. I'm going to talk about your children. And there's beautiful truth here. But if you want to apply it to a different thing, the truth still applies. So, speaking of kids, what does it mean to give your child back to God? It means four things. The first 
It is a confirmation of your love for God. Dedicating your child back to God is a confirmation of your personal love and relationship to the Lord. The first thing that you are saying, tangibly saying, when you give a child back to the Lord is simply this, that you love God even more than you love your child. And that's a big statement. I love my boys. I love my boys so much, but when I say, Lord, here, you can have the thing I love the most, I'm saying I love the Lord more. That's a huge confirmation. When you genuinely and passionately hand your child back to God, you're saying, God, as much as I love them, I love you more. Abraham loved God above his most prized treasure, Isaac. The second thing that it means to give your child back to the Lord is it's a declaration of true ownership. You're declaring where the true ownership lies. When you give your child back to God, you are openly declaring that my child is a gift from God. My child does not really belong to me. They belong to God first. Abraham's actions with Isaac screamed this truth. Lord, this child belongs to you, not to me. You do with him as you please because he is yours. Now, he was about to do the unthinkable because he truly embodied that truth that Isaac, this amazing blessing, was not his. He was God's, and if God wanted his life, he would give it. For us to dedicate our children is to declare that this child is a gift that belongs to God. Our children are precious gifts on loan to us from God. Psalm 127 verse 3 speaks of this. just says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. We need to remember that. We better be careful how we treat and care for God's property. Our children. The third thing, the third thing that giving your child back to God looks like is it's a commitment to raise your children God's way. When you dedicate your child to the Lord, you're committing to raise them in God's way. Ephesians 6 verse 4, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. I love Joshua's statement in Joshua 24 verse 15. As for me and my house, I don't know about your house, but as for us, as for the Tysons, we're going to serve the Lord. And dedicating your child to the Lord is saying that as for us, we serve Him. That's our choice. That's our decision. The way you commit to raising your children God's way is that you teach your children by showing them that Jesus is their joy and their treasure. You got to show them that Jesus is their joy and their treasure. You got to show them that the Word of God shapes all of their worldviews. Not the news, not their friends. The Word of God is the truth that shapes their worldview. And you've got to demonstrate for them that the Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, guides everything we do. I threw in there that the way you raise your children's God's way is to teach them to be prayers to show them that prayer is central to everything that you do because your faith is a faith that has effect. It has outflowing. 
Prayer bolsters faith. Faith affects how you live. We commit to raising our children's, our children God's way. And then the fourth thing, the fourth display of giving our children back to God, by giving them back to God, we're claiming that God's plan and promises for our children are good. We're claiming those promises for our children. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ Jesus. The gospel, the good news of Jesus, that is salvation for your children. It is for their sanctification, for making them look more like Jesus. And the gospel is for their ultimate joy in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the fulfillment of all God's promises. And when we dedicate our children to Jesus, we are accepting those promises in Christ for them. Ephesians 1 verse 3 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. So whether you're walking through those thinking about children or thinking about resources, the the fact is true. When we return our children or our resources to God, we're declaring that He ultimately owns them. We um, We are showing that we love God more than our kids and more than our stuff. We are committing to live God's way and to raise our children that way. And we're claiming that through our surrender, we trust that God's plan and his promises for us are good. I don't know what you need to do with that today. This is one of those Sundays where you can just show up and go, yeah, that's, that's good. Or this is a Sunday where this truth can radically change your life. And really the way that you respond to the truth is what makes the difference. If you hear that and go, okay, file that away. Maybe God will pull that back up later. I don't know. But if you hear this truth today that God owns everything and that we should willingly surrender those children and blessings that he's given us back to him because we trust that he is better, that changes everything. Changes everything. I want you to walk in that blessing. I want you to walk in that plan. I want you to walk in that purpose. I want you to walk in that faith. I want you to walk in the truth of God's word. I want you to experience these amazing things that come from simply saying, God, I love you more than anything else in this world. And to show you that love, to demonstrate that love, I surrender everything I've got back to you. And for those of you who have children, that's what we're focusing on today. Surrendering those children back to God to be used for his purpose and for his glory. We're going to respond by singing a couple songs, thanking God for who he is, for his love, if, if you want to visibly and tangibly respond, then, then a way that you could do that today is by coming forward during those songs and, and praying with one of our pastors, our prayer team members, and just saying, I, I need to surrender this. I need to surrender it to God because I know it's his, and the plan that I'm trying to drive out for this or for that or for my kids, it's just not working. I need to surrender that to God. If that's you, then just come and, and pray and say, God, you can have it. 
If you're here today to dedicate your children, then I, I just I ask you to use these next two songs just to say thank you, God. I trust you, God. Here you go, God. Just to prepare your hearts for that. If you're here today to celebrate with family members, just start praying over them. This is just your opportunity to respond to the truth of the word. So whatever that looks like for you, I hope that you do it. We'll have pastors and prayer team members up here. They'll pray with you for anything. We'll have some people in the middle in the back there. There's communion back there. This is your chance to just respond to the goodness of Jesus Christ, to pray and to say thank you. So Father, as we respond, may your Holy Spirit guide and lead. May we do so in accordance with your word and may we do so for your glory. Thank you for the gifts that you've given us. Thank you for our children. God, may we willingly and obediently return them to you so that you might use them for your glory and for your purpose. We trust you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Come and move in this moment. Allow us to respond purely to you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Church, let's stand and respond to him.